0: Yo, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music TV. I am your host, of course, B. Vaughn. And man, today we have a special guest with us, award-winning RIAA gold-certified music producer, DDS. Man, welcome to the show, brother.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, so welcome to the show, man. I'm greatly appreciative of you coming on and just kind of talking about yourself and you know sharing them gems oh yeah i appreciate it i'm ready yes sir yes sir so let's just start off talking about your musical journey bro
1: i started making beats in i want to say 10th or 11th grade i'm not even sure anymore so i was like maybe 14 somewhere Mm -hmm. around there and i just it really started where even in middle school, I liked instrumentals. I found myself doing the thing where I had like a CD player. And if you plugged in your headphones just to the right point, it kind of made everything sound different where you could hear the beat. <laughs> so yeah. that was really what I started doing. And then I got into like virtual DJ way back then. And that kind of led me to a point where I found FL Studio, started making beats on it. Had It took a long time for me to really learn how to make beats with it. I'll make loops with the step sequencer, but wouldn't really know how to build it out from there. I had a friend who taught me how to do that in high school. And from there, I just started doing it regularly. Like I made beats. I lived in the country, so it wasn't really much for me to do because I was away from everybody at that (laughs) point. So I was sitting in the house making beats all day long whenever I didn't have school. So Mm. that eventually transferred into me, just taking it serious and over time, it just built up, built up to where I am now.
0: Yeah, man, that's, that's dope. Man, so, you know, most people I interview usually get started very young. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I kind of had that same privilege, you know, starting when you were young. So, so you got started on FL. Well, it was Fruity yep. Loose. Fruity Loose back in the day. Now it's FL Studio. Yes, it was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. So, how has that journey been for you? What were some of your, your biggest challenges uh, that you had to face kind of starting in music, And that kind of led to where you are today.
1: My biggest challenges with music. That's a good question. I would say it's just trying, for me, even now, it's trying to find something that's different, but still me. Like, I don't want to go and keep doing the same thing over and over. Like, I had a time period where I was just making beats. Like, I was one of those people. It was probably like, three years ago, three or four years mm-hmm. ago. And I'm like, I'm not going to do nothing but sit in the house, make beats all day long. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> but then I realized that I was really just making the same thing over and over, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't any creativity. It was like I was a robot. Like, I'm sitting there, okay, next one, mm-hmm. next one. Like, I would knock out three or four beats every day. And then I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was bad. I shouldn't have did that. But really... Now I try to just flow off like I did when I was initially getting started. It was like, I'm just trying to have fun with it. If I'm, if I don't feel like doing it, I'm not going to do it. If Mm -hmm. the vibe isn't there, I'm not going to force it. It's like, I just sit down, start pushing buttons on the machine and go from there. I think one of the, things that I look at comparing now to then when I was just getting started you know you didn't really know any of the rules it was like it wasn't those I didn't think about didn't right. think about food and think about nothing just making music if I like the sound that's all that matters at the end of mm-hmm. the
0: day yeah for real right you just kind of you know it's interesting let me go back it's interesting that you said that you know you were sitting in the house and just make beats and make beats and you, you shouldn't have done that why so why do you say that
1: I say I shouldn't have done it because I was just trying to chase the numbers. Like it was like, I wanted to have a thousand beats done by the end of the year and I need mm. to make that happen. There's no way I can't make that happen. I was listening to other people. Like at that point in time, I had the try me with Dej loaf
0: mm-hmm.
1: And loaf and maybe it was probably about two years after that. And I was like, man, I need to keep things going. And, you know, everybody's still asking for beats. And at that point, I would think I can't send these people the same beats because what if they use it, then this person got the same one. So I need to make sure I find a way to keep my catalog growing and growing and growing. Mm. And and it was just, it became where nothing happened over that time. And I would go back and listen to those beats and I'd be like, yeah, I could kind of see it because these are Mm. all the same. At the end of the day, it was the same format. I might switch it up a little bit, but it will go back (laughs) to that same format, same drum kit, same Mm. everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you find that as producers today, that that's something that they, that's a formula that they use, trying to chase numbers and creating the same type of music over and over again without any form of originality to it?
1: I find that a lot, like a lot of people that send me their stuff, like I got to the point where I tell people I don't want to listen to your beats and that's not me being rude, but it's like a lot of the times, I'm not even going to say nine times out of ten, I'll say eight times out of ten. People make pretty much the same sounding stuff. So I'm hearing the same thing over and over and over and over. And it's just done by the same person. And then when I hear something, though, and it's different, I go out my way to compliment people. Like I do a session with somebody, and they actually play the keys in church and everything. So their music Mm -hmm. has the elements of modern music, but it's not the same. They don't even have the same thought process of Mm -hmm. doing what everybody else does because they do gospel music. So they have their own little twist to it. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think
1: that that's important, but I think a lot of people just trying to chase the, you know, the top 10 artists right now, what do they sound like? Mm -hmm. Let me make a beat like that. And that's the end of it.
0: I mean, but do you think that's kind of what is proliferated within the hip hop community today? is that i mean so when you look at the top 10 right i mean you look at those artists up there they got stuff that kind of sound especially in hip-hop they got stuff that kind of sound the same and so i guess so i guess you know we got producers today who are like well if that's what is on top 10 then that's the kind of stuff that i need to make because that's what people are are wanting that type of sound I agree. And then it's like what I try to tell people, I guess it
1: all depends on what your goal is at the end of the day. If you're trying to chase a placement that could work for you. But I'll tell you from my personal experience, none of the beats that I ever made trying to chase somebody like thinking that this is for this person specifically. Like if I sat down and just made it, Hmm. it got picked usually something that I'm like. Oh, you like this one? Like, I will throw a random thing in there now or specifically only send one or two feats that I think the person may like and then send some other ones that I can somewhat hear them over and mm-hmm. then let that go because, like, Try Me With Day's Loaf, like, the stuff that we were working on prior to that was none of those type of sounds at the same time. It was just something different. And I wasn't even chasing anything with that. I was just having a bad day and I wanted to make something bright. And that's what I did with that. Um uh-huh. The only time that it ever works for me when I have somebody in mind and I make a beat for them is if it's a sample beat, that mm-hmm. will work for me. But outside of that original stuff, <laughs> it's usually something out of left field.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's kind of like like your story with with the Des loaf type beat, right? So so mm-hmm. talk a little bit talk a little bit about that that whole process and how that came to fruition for you.
1: The way I came about even hearing about Dejlo for the first place was she was a part of a group. They put out a mixtape. I liked the artists that were in the group, and then I had never heard of her at that point. So they put it out January 1st of 2014, I believe it was. So I'm like, oh, I like her. I need to hear some more of her music. And I'm like, I want to work with her. It's just something about her voice, her delivery, all that stuff. So um, I looked her up on Twitter, saw who her manager was, said he looking for beats for his artists. And I said, okay, I'm going to send him some beats. She was the only person to respond. It was snippets. She tweeted that she hates when producers send snippets. So I had uh, responded <laughs> to that and said, dang, like, okay, you could have just, just said send you the whole thing. So that sparked <laughs> me just literally sending cool beats mm-hmm. because I wasn't really chasing the money. I really just wanted somebody to rap on my beats. It was like, mm-hmm. I just want to hear it. Like, let's do it. So... In between that point and try me, I probably sent her over, I'll say, anywhere from about 70 to beats just over time. Like, I made it, it was like, okay, there's somebody I'm sending them to. And she picked try me along with some other stuff over time. But she performed try me, like, I want to say, May of 2014. Mm -hmm. And it was just a few people there, wasn't that many people, it was maybe like an audience, maybe 10, 20. 30 top people have it on video by the way but um you know with support (laughs) i was happy like the song i'm using a song that i made is being performed so i'm i'm excited so um go down there and long story short she ended up putting it out on soundcloud like i think it was fourth of july weekend and from there it just started taking off at that point and even by then though i was still consistently sending her beats it wasn't like okay mm-hmm. oh she recorded this let me just slow down but it's like no, i just kept it going like you're using it here 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 take it
0: so so would you advise other producers to kind of follow that same route when looking to work with, I always, with artists
1: i always tell people to do that like if you want to work with somebody don't be that person that's like oh you know, you didn't give me $50. So I'm not gonna give you the beat. It's like, if you oh want gosh. to hear the person on your beat, you're going to get something out of it. Just uh, I get something out of it. Just if I like mm-hmm. the way you sound and I want to work with you, just the fact that you recorded on something that I made makes me happy. That's mm-hmm. better than the oh, you just paid a $50 lease or people do it with 20 $25 leases. It's like, don't get caught up on that. Just send it mm. and then once it's out there, promote it like it's yours. Let mm-hmm. them promote it. You really never know what's going to happen. I tell people that all the, time. All like the just time. The way I do it is I find artists I want to work with or if somebody reaches out to me about some artists or if they mm-hmm. say I have, you know, X amount of artists and I need some beats for them. I will sit there and like last year, I really only sent four, how many folders that I have. I think I only had like four folders of different artists that I was sending beats to consistently and I have songs with, a nice amount of songs with three of them. And that's really how I work. It's like, I'm focusing on these and somebody else. I have a little bit of beats over here, toss over here, toss over here, whatever, but I'm focused on these and I'm gonna make something happen with these.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people get, get caught up kind of like you were saying, we're chasing the numbers. And it's like, well, if you don't give me something for this beat, then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people are transactional in their thinking, you know yep. what I'm saying? And they, they just they just say okay here's a beat here's money okay here's the next but they don't think about the long-term perspective or even I, I was talking to a friend about that earlier it's like cool you can get money up front but there's other things that you can get out of that if you're just looking just for that one transactional thing to take place i mean, i guess that's cool but <laughs> i want more i want more stuff i want a relationship yep. with that person and that so based off of that song Try Me, it led to some other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It, 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 That's it what I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead say that.
1: I was just going to say like imagine if I was that person that was like, "Oh, you like this you like this snippet, but um if you want the whole beat, I need you to go ahead and PayPal me uh 25 50 dollars and I'll send you the whole thing." Like, I didn't mm-hmm. care just take it. And that that literally that literally changed my life like at that that year I was on unemployment. <laughs> and then i hadn't had a job since then like i got laid off and wow. then it's like okay uh, what am i gonna do now and then i'm like okay i'm just gonna take these three months of unemployment and try and make something happen with music my job called me back and i was like no nah, i'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> like i heard it me on the radio so i'm like no nah, something's gonna happen with this and then right after that it just took off like miss mm-hmm. khaliba did a remix and it just kept going so here we are wow. with going on seven years later and i'm like i'm still still get paid for it and then it's like it helped me build myself up build my brand up to where it's like i just do music and business and it's like
0: i live off of that so mm-hmm. man do you know how many views that song got on her um yeah.
1: on her it's YouTube? crazy I, I forgot how much it was but i know it's a lot 101
0: million plus views yep and then I yeah, have three on, million on my page come from on, it.
1: I, had, I think. And then it was on other channels at one point in time yes. too. So it's just, it's crazy. So,
0: and so not even just that, if you go and look at all the different remixes that people did, yo, they got 36 million views, 58 million views, yep. 97 million views, six hundred fifty-eight thousand. I was like, yo, that's crazy. But what's so dope about it, and what I love about it is that at the beginning when you hear the song even though it's a remix it goes dds and i'm like yes, yeah. that's see that's that is so dope that is so dope so congratulations yeah. to for that brother
1: Definitely. thank you thank you i because, love those remixes <laughs> yes
0: yes you know because it led to some other stuff with dead's loaf yep yep
1: so talk 100%. about that so, so
0: so talk about what's going on now or what has transpired with dead's loaf when you first made the try me to where uh, she is today, now, and what you've been doing with her?
1: Over the years, it's just been a matter of working. And, you know, on my end, I just hold up my end of the bargain. Like, I'm gonna keep on making the beats and sending them. You know, there are times where we go, I might go to where she is and be in the studio and working. But honestly, I can honestly say, like, a beat that I made in person with her. Never, nothing ever came from it. It's always been mm-hmm. stuff that I made here and sent to her. Made here, sent to her. You know, especially now, like I haven't been anywhere since <laughs> last time I traveled <laughs> was like February of last year. Mm-hmm. I think it, was, it might have been January. So now it's just a matter. I'm just sitting here working, and then like she just dropped the album back in. I think it was October, and it was literally just some ideas. She'll hit me up and say, I have an idea. I want to like the intro song for the album. She wanted to make a updated version of the Bird Call track.
0: Mm. So
1: I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and do that. Boom, boom, boom. Send it to her. She liked it. She knocked it out there. And it's like, I talked to her yesterday about some mm-hmm. stuff that she wants to work on. So That's really all it is. Just having communication and just just stand up and keep. What I would suggest to people that get something with the artist is just consistently send them stuff i'm not saying you have to be like oh call them all day every day like no it's like <laughs> we don't talk every day we mm-hmm. might send a text every now and then you know talk on instagram all that stuff and but i stay, even if we don't talk for a period of time i'm still sending something like once every two weeks boom here's seven eight nine take those okay mm-hmm. boom here's the next one. how are you today okay packaging your email you know stuff like that
0: yeah, you know, and, and I think you could do that because you have a great relationship with it too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I see a lot of artists, or not a lot of artists, but a lot of producers today, they are jumping in your DM. They are sending you nine twenty beats uh, a minute, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's so it's so <laughs> crazy. To hey, me all the time. Hey, like, bro, they be trying to, to sell this. me beats. Right, they were trying to sell you beats, and it's like like, <laughs> do you not realize that I produce too? And you're trying to sell yep. the other beats, and I guess they do that because it's like, well, you you know people, and so if mm-hmm. you hear if you hear this beat, you may say, "Yo, I like this beat. I got an artist that I think is good for this for this beat. I'm I'm a connect for you." So, but I don't like and even with that
1: that to me that goes to relationship. Like whenever I have some opportunities, I may have people in my circle that i'm like hey you know do you have something for this or send me some ideas of what you think of this and then i will mm-hmm. build on to it and we can put it together then i'll send it so that way if something comes from it you get some of it i get some of it but if you just hit me up out the blue like hey here take these <laughs> like <laughs> i thought you were looking for beats <laughs> like, no, <Right>. not really
0: <laughs> <laughs> right brother man so so based off of that work that you did with try me it, it led to some awards, and it led to you being yeah. a RIAA gold certified producer. So yes. I read I read something about what happened at the awards. So I don't know if you want to talk about come on, it. <laughs> come on, the BET Hip Hop Awards. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, the BET Awards. No, was it the BET Awards? It was something that happened at the awards. It, it it stated that there was an embarrassing moment that took place with. <laughs>
1: Okay, I I'll give you what I can say about that. I wasn't there, so you just know what I I know what. I wasn't there. I know what you're talking about, but like I said, I wasn't there because best believe when that happened, I'm getting DMs like, "Hey, what's going? on? Do you know about this?" I'm yeah, like, I'm, I'm I'm at home. Like I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs>
0: I bet. I mean, only if you want to share some light about it, you don't have to, you know what I'm saying? I'll just do my research and I kind of found out some interesting stuff about things that, things that took place. But if you want to elaborate, cool. If you don't, you definitely don't have to. Uh, I, was, I wasn't there, so I ain't going to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know, go, go Google some stuff and you can go You're find right. it on You'll your be able own. to find it, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cause I did. And that's, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Man, so, so you you were at a stage in your life where you were unemployed and that kind of led to you saying you know what I'm going to focus on this whole music thing for that's what I'm going to do that's my that's my job now you know what I'm saying like so for you what have been some of the the challenges in doing that and how do you balance that with with a family
1: so you're saying how do I balance music with family yeah cuz it glitched out for a second. okay
0: okay yeah yeah yeah
1: what I try to tell people, because this is a question I get a lot, is you have twenty-four hours in a day. I say I'm somebody I'm blessed to where I don't have to work a nine to five, but uh you have the people that say, Well, it's easier for you because you don't have a nine to five. But I'm like, literally, my son is uh virtual school, so he's here mm-hmm. all day long. <laughs> so it's like it's just a balance, like you have to make time in your own way. Like you know your schedule better than anybody, and you have to find those pockets of time, whether it's You know, cut off from one hour of sleep if you could do that instead of playing the game, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of just whatever it is, you have to just be serious about like no matter what. Like for me, I'm somebody who got big on I want to exercise and stuff like that. So I had Mm -hmm. to make time for that in my schedule. And I mean, you know, like I have my fiance, my son, I had to make time to be. Family and then also I had to make time for business. So trying mm-hmm. to find the in between, like you know, my son might want to watch a movie or something. So I'm like, all right, he'll sit there and watch the movie. I'm gonna take my iPad and I'm gonna plan something while I'm sitting here next to him. I'm gonna be paying attention to the movie and planning something.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. cool.
1: Or we play the game together. All right, well, I'll give you an hour. We'll play the game for an hour. Okay, now when you go to bed, it's time for you go to bed. Now I'm about to go over here and work. <laughs> I work for two hours. Now I'm about to spend time with my fiance or just just flipping it around. Even down to I have sometimes i do work days and then i have off days mm-hmm. like i might take the weekend off i used to be hard on myself and not do that i'll be like no i can't mm-hmm. do that i used to do the thing of not trying to sleep and then my body like almost shut down one day where i just mm-hmm. fell out <laughs> it was like, it's crazy like it's really just finding those gaps of time i feel like everybody has those gaps of time in their day mm-hmm. it's just you have to make it work for you whether that's you may have to take 30 minutes here then wait another two hours get another 30 minutes and then finding a way to make it convenient for you especially with technology now like with the machine plus one of the things that I love about it is I will sit there and just build ideas on it I don't make whole beats on the machine plus unless I'm doing a video but mm-hmm. my general use for it if I'm watching a movie or whatever or just first thing in the morning I don't have to load up my computer that saved me some time I have to load up VSTs I'm just sitting there Okay, knocked out one idea, save it. Let's go to the next one. Knocked out one idea, save it. Knocked out the next one, save it. Then mm. later on that night, go to the computer, stretch it out, maybe change some VSTs around, all that stuff. Mm. Then mix it and it's done. It's like that. that's a workflow that works. So it's just you got to hey. figure out what works best for you. Hey.
0: Yeah, that works. I'm not going to get into the whole Machine Plus thing because <laughs> people know if they see my video on it, they know how I feel about it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I still got the MK3. That's that's still my my baby. that's the one. That's my that's my pride and joy. You know, yeah, like, I love it. I, I went on a whole rant about the machine plus, and so
1: I th- I think I started the video and I didn't <laughs> finish. It, I had to track it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I started a whole rant and it's like you know,
1: it is what it is. <laughs> You wasn't the only one. I got a lot of people. Bro. Like, a lot of people. I think a lot. I think people think that I work at Native Instruments or something like that. <laughs> they were sending me stuff. Like, why wouldn't you guys put a battery in it and this that? And I'm like, I have no say so in any of the development or nothing like that. I'm just somebody who I review the stuff. I use actually use the stuff. So it's like I just you can't
0: send me your hate mail because I'm like, I, Yo, that tell
1: is me to focus more on this because this.
0: is like, Yes. Yes. I was upset. They didn't put a battery in it too, but you know, it is what it is. (laughs) So I had a friend, I had a friend, I had a friend of of mine that when this, before the machine came, the new machine plus came out, uh, I was asking because he's, he's a, he's a very well-known producer. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want anything to happen, but super well-known producer produced for a lot of super well-known people. And we were talking about the machine one day and I was like, look, I wonder if they're gonna come out with something new. He was like, he was like, yeah, they are. I was like, what? And he started telling me about it. And I was like, that's gonna be so, and all the stuff he was telling me about, I was like, that's gonna be so dope. It's gonna be portable, it's gonna be blah, blah, blah. It's gonna be this and it'll be that. And I was like, yes. And then it comes out and it's everything that I, I, I wanted, except, <laughs> except for the <laughs>
1: battery. I was like and i get that though i try to tell people I'm like i, I understand 100 i mean there's other alternatives but then i also understand you got to spend yeah, money yeah. for the alternative so yeah. I,
0: I get it yo because that price tag i was like whoa oh, i was yeah. like yeah i was like i can't even take it to the beach somebody was like right <laughs> somebody in the comments in the video was like why would you ever take it to the beach anyway though i'm like you never know i'm gonna make beats on the on the beach you know what i'm saying you don't that's, i'm in hawaii that's what
1: chill, I, love you know? about it. I just want to go somewhere like just right. go pull it out the right. backpack don't need nothing else
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. But you know I'm saying to get on all the machine, machine plus thing cuz I could I could <laughs> I could but I but I'm not. <laughs> man, so so for you, man, what what has been your your proudest moment?
1: Ah, man. You know some people somebody asked me this recently and I was they thought that it would be like, you know, getting a plaque for trying me and stuff like that, but I really just feel like my proudest moments is the fact that you know, I wake up every day and I'm just like, wow, like I remember like I worked in a factory. So it was like I was working maybe nine and a half, nine hours, something like that every single day. And, you know, we had our days where we had to work on Saturdays and all that stuff. And then they actually did some type of error with my Uh, information when I started working there and they was taking like double money out of my check to fix their error or something like that. So I was really working for nothing at that point. I was just doing it. And it's like just to sit here now and be like it's it's like I just do do the YouTube stuff when I can or when I feel like it and I make music send it out. I sell my beats. It's like when I see the PayPal notifications my course notifications Mm -hmm. it's like I was really able to build something and I want to be able to help spread that to other people and um you know like of course you had the moments where it's like you got the plaque or you heard the song on the radio mm-hmm. or you know first big check or you know all that stuff but i feel like every day is really just like wow and that's why i try not to be too hard on myself at the same time i'll be i'll be i'll be sitting here getting frustrated i'll get mad at myself just for sitting down for 30 minutes mm. that's my fiance Fashanta i just saw the comment pop up thank
0: you <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, i'm I'm loving the interview so far, man. Like, like I said, we just sit we just sit back and we just we just have a good time. Mm-hmm. but uh, but, man, so so you started talking about your 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 courses. So, what was your yes. motivation behind starting and creating these courses, and what can people expect for those who haven't taken the course?
1: My course will literally walk you through getting the machine. I use the machine MK3, but it's the same as the Plus, except for without the, stand, the standalone mode and the micro, except for you don't have a screen. It takes mm-hmm. you through what each button does, what software does, and I walk you through how I make a beat and then just why I do it. Like, I'm literally like, I push this button because it does this. Like, I'm mm-hmm. literally explaining it because I started doing one-on-one sessions and they got real time consuming. And it was just like, I was answering the same stuff over and over and over, which is cool if that's what you want to do. But for me, I was just getting frustrated because Mm -hmm. I would get out of one hour session and then go to the next, and then it'll be the exact same question. And I'm like, I need to just come up with a way to do it. And I kept getting a, a way to make it so that way I don't have to keep explaining Is what I meant to say. So, um, the idea just kept coming to me and coming to me and I actually shot all of the course. I want to say it took like one night to record everything. And then I, it took me a couple of days to edit it. And then after that, it was done. And I just sat on it because I didn't know what to do with it. Like The videos were like 20 gigabytes and I'm like, I can't just host Ooh, this somewhere mm-hmm. and let it go and all that stuff. So I just sat on it for probably about two months. And then I eventually looked at Teachable and that seemed like a good option mm-hmm. for me because I don't have to obtain anything it's all done through them so i was like i'm gonna throw it on there and honestly man that that's been a game changer for me 100 mm. <laughs> percent like just having that like i've literally had hundreds of people and that's what i'm saying when i think about my proudest moments it's the fact that i look on there every now and then i'm like i've had hundreds of people take my course and complete mm-hmm. it and i have people telling me like oh i didn't even know how to start with this machine and now i'm selling beats on b stars thank you thank you you know stuff like that so it was a game changer. I have some ideas for other upcoming courses that I want to do. I'm going to flesh those out and then put those up.
0: And yeah, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a game. It's a game changer. So, so I'm going to let out a little secret. Guess how I learned how to use machine. Oh, you took my course. Hey, <laughs> guess how I learned how to use machine. Like I didn't even know that. I had to. <laughs> I had to, I was, I didn't know anything. So I don't know if you know my whole story about machine. I, I talked about it in my um, my machine, top five things about machine that I like. And I talked about how I had the MK2 twice. <laughs> I, had it, yeah, I had it twice. So I bought it. Well, actually, I bought it at a, um, where, I don't even know where I bought it from. But I bought the first one and I started using it. I didn't like it. And what I didn't like about it was the workflow. I didn't like, I didn't, well, let me, I ain't like anything about the MK2, nothing. I didn't like the software. I didn't like the way it worked. I didn't like the, nothing about it. And I was like, you know what? This is not from your boy. So I sold it, <laughs> I sold it to the pawn shop, got my little <laughs> bread, I like it, cool. And then, but because I, because I purchased it, I already had the software, you know what I'm saying? I already had some of the kits that I had with it. And so I was like, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it just in case. So I did, and then I was like, you know, I didn't really give the MK to his due diligence. I'm gonna buy it again. So I went back. I think I went back to the same pawn shop, <laughs> to the same pawn shop, and bought it. I was like, all right, cool. Let me try it again. It, matter of fact, it was right next to my kids' uh, Taekwondo school, and I was like, cool. I'm. A, I purchased it, and I took it back. Nah, I don't like this. Nope, and I sold it right (laughs) back to the same pawn shop.
1: (laughs) I had a similar situation almost. I bought the Micro from uh, Guitar Center. That was my first machine, and it was like August of 2013. I bought it, plugged it up, and I'm like, coming from FL, where I can make a beat like that, I'm like, I ain't feeling this. And I was so tempted (laughs) to take it back, but something was like, just give it some more time. I had 30 days before, Mm -hmm. like if I wanted to take it back, I could. So I was like, all right. I'm going to take the next two to three weeks. Every All the free time I get is going to be on this thing, pushing buttons. At that time, I mm. think it was only one person on YouTube that was doing videos on it, but he wasn't even doing tutorials. He was just showing off how to make beats, but I was learning from just watching what he was doing. Mm. And I was like, okay. Like, after that time, I was like, all right, yeah. Like, my son, at that point, he was like, maybe... Five, no, I don't know if he was even five months at that point. He might have been like three. When did I get it? 2013. So yeah, he, he was around three months old or so. Okay. And he would be in this little swing, and I'd be sitting there just going at it, going at it. And then eventually I just once I think what it was is once they added the chord and scale features mm-hmm. and stuff of control, mm-hmm. it changed the game at that point. Mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I don't even have to think to make beats no way I can just sit here and mm-hmm. do whatever and it's gonna be good. <laughs> and yes. I just stuck with it.
0: Bro, scales and chords on machine was a game changer. Once that yep. took, I was like, what? Oh, oh. But then, you know, I started seeing other dolls. And, uh, you know, people making scales and chords type things in in their doll. Like, I'm a, I'm a Reason user. Well, I was a Reason user. I was. Let me go and say. <laughs> I tried I I Reason 2 at one point. <laughs> I was. I still got it. I'm going to always keep it. Right? I was on Reason <laughs> 4. But I'm getting ready to switch. Some, something comes out on February the 23rd that I just... Whew, <laughs> man. Wow. Because they took a lot of stuff from FL and put it into their doll. Ah, oh, that Ableton 11. People have been telling me I need to get on Ableton. I just haven't gotten
1: into it. Get For some off. reason, I just I just haven't been able to make the switch, but... Look, all Everybody I'm going is telling me they're like, just give it a try, just give it a try. Look, all I'm gonna say is, oh man. Ooh, now for video. Ableton, oh, what man. I need to get the uh,
0: hardware for it? Nah, you don't have to get the push. I mean, the push would be a compliment to to Ableton, but you don't have to use the push for Ableton. It just makes it a better experience because you have a outboard piece of gear that you can press I buttons, like the machine, like the machine, and do stuff and tweak parameters. Actually, tweak parameters in a DAW that is linear. That's why I don't like machine. Well, let me take it back. I love machine. I love the machine. I don't like what they do in the software because it's not what I'm used to, and it, it's right. Man, it was just real hard for me to get used to that, and so I'll still do drums in it, and I'll just drag them drums right out until until reason. But,
1: and they have the uh, what is it clips mm-hmm. mode now, where you can do stuff outside of right. the. Yes. The, what is it, The arrange scene the arrange. That you have to that yeah. now you can just put stuff wherever. But I understand, especially like I always say coming from FL Studio, I can't use FL Studio no more. When I go back to mm. it, I just it just doesn't work for me for some reason, mm-hmm. like it used to. I tried logic.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: like logic, but it just it slowed me mm-hmm. down a lot. I just pulling up do 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 building up <laughs> done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was, like, I used to use logic. I used, when I first started, I started on, on Ableton and now I'm going to go back like 10 years later. I'm going back to what I first started on, which is so I might crazy. give it a shot. <laughs> so I, might, yeah. I might have to go get me a push just to
1: give it a shot just to see what happens. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, Ableton, I got to I get a- so
1: many people telling me that, like, just try yeah. Ableton. Just, I even downloaded it, like, when it was, I don't know if they did a free version or something. Mm-hmm. When the pandemic first started, I had it on my computer and I never opened it for some reason. Wow. I just never yeah. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I got to give it to them. Ableton's the truth. They took FL's piano roll and put it in Ableton. Oh, gosh. When I saw that, I was like, that's a done deal. Because what I don't like about FL, and I know we ain't really talking about and stuff, but what I don't like about FL is that whole play and song thing. You got to click back and forth. And then I don't like the the channel where you got to put all your drums and all those different things. And I don't like the sequencer. I just, yeah, I try to get <laughs> used to it. I've seen Simon Servita make some amazing stuff in it. And it's like, yeah, no, nah, I can't, I can't do it. That's just not how it works.
1: But, I'm gonna check out Ableton. I need to take a note of that. So I, can, a, I, I might have to take a trip to Guitar Center and give me a push just to you know. Yeah, Ableton
0: Yeah, what I saw, I was like, oh, and I had no, I, I had no chance to say I'm gonna go back to Ableton, but your boy may go back to, back, <laughs> to <lie. laughs> back to lie, man. So, so, so let's let's continue the conversation, man. So, so for you, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, today's? modern music production. Like what like what are your thoughts on just kind of where we are as as a creative group of producers and the direction that we that we're going in?
1: I love it. I love that a lot of people are starting to do pretty much just take the how much I'm putting they're betting on themselves in different ways. Like you had the people that put stuff on the streaming services. You have people that Wanna put stuff on beat stars and just things of that nature? People work together. I know there are people who have their own little issues in the community with each other and all that stuff. But aside from, I mean, you're gonna get that anywhere. So aside from that, I'm happy. I know I have people who tell me on my videos, like, man, this stuff is too easy. They need to, they're making it too easy for the producers. Mm. This isn't right. And I'm just like, I mean, what's the problem with making it easy? Because I feel like they could make it super easy where all you got to do is push one button. But the thing is, mm-hmm. people have to actually put that button to make it happen. And the majority of people ain't even going to go through the process of getting the button to push it to make it happen. <laughs> you know, like there's the whole thing about AI music. That's the other that's the thing that I'm mm. like, that seems crazy. But aside from that, I'm looking forward to the future. Like like when you said that about Ableton uh, 11, is it? I think Ableton mm-hmm. 11 Yep. I was like okay the FL studio piano roll that's one thing that I miss about FL studio was the piano roll Yep. and I'm like man I might have to try it because then you got yeah. the actual <laughs> hardware too. that's gonna be a journey though for me See? I already know trying to learn <laughs> something from my usual I workflow know. but I will document it and then that's a process right there in itself
0: yeah look I'm not saying that you got to switch to from machine to Ableton but that Look, I will say this. It has that piano roll in it. And it also has the ability... <laughs> look, it also has the ability to do ghost notes, too. So, I'm just... I'm just saying. And, and then that, and I could that, probably use machine inside of Ableton, too. Oh, look, look. So, <laughs> <laughs> so look. So, you can set up... See? Now you got me talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can hook up... And, of course, you can do this in Logic, too. I can't do it in Reason. I haven't found out a way to do it in Reason. And I have not found a way to do it in in FL, but you can do a 16 uh, channel type setup in Logic and you can also do it in, uh, in in Ableton where you can map each sound in the machine to an audio channel in Ableton, yep. save it as a template. And then every time you load a mach- uh, machine in Ableton, all your sounds are on, are, are on individual audio tracks. The beauty of it is, that if you decide to switch a, a group, not like a drum thing in, uh, in Machine, it still maps completely, it doesn't change any of it. So I can continue to just go through like my D, like my yeah, DJ Khalil. See, that's why I will never leave Machine because of DJ Khalil and, and Golden Kingdom <laughs> and Pure Drip and all those things. Like I'm just not gonna leave because of those. But I can use all of that in Ableton. And then I could use, and because I'm a Reason user, I can load up Reason as a as a VSC and use all my sounds in Reason and use the piano roll with the ghost notes and do all my, oh, bro, like... Okay, anyway, <clears throat> don't get me started uh, on, on... Ableton, <laughs> On Ableton 11. But man, it's interesting you say uh, you're looking forward to where music production is going and I've heard a lot of people say that it has become a lot easier and because it's a lot easier, that has kind of... Now, I don't want to use the word demonetize because that's not the right word, decommoditize music in general. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think about music back in the day, not everybody made music. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you had producers who were growing up, Ninth Wonder, you know what I'm saying? Uh, RZA and Timbaland and Pharrell and all those people too. But now everybody can make beats. Everybody can you know, go to Guitar sit and buy a machine, or buy FL or buy Logic for two ninety nine and make yep. music. So it's quote unquote it's become easier. And I asked this question in my um. In my conversation on music production, do you think that has, kind of given its way to to laziness when it comes to music production, that, the accessibility of it of instruments and loop packs and sample packs and all these things has it produced a certain laziness when it comes to music production
1: i think i see both sides of it to where Mm. i can see why people would say that because there are some like i know somebody personally who (laughs) he makes all his beats just off of the machine loops like literally he will get the expansions he will go through all the loops drop it in like the main like let's say he finds a piano loop he likes boom put it there let me go find a pad that I like loop, bam put it there let me go find the bass boom let me find the drums boom and that's all he does Um, that's the workflow that works for him I kind of look at it like uh, you gotta learn to do something a little different but again who am I to say that though at the end of the day that's what Mm. works for you and if that's what's making it happen that's what's making it happen but uh, on the flip side I think it all goes back to the effort at the end of the day like Yeah, it's easier to make beats, but what are you going to do with them after that? Like, Mm -hmm. there's more to it than just making it. Like, are you going to put it on streaming services? Are you going to take those steps to actually do it and promote it? Are you going to build your fan base with that? Are you just going to be making the beats and just leaving them on the computer? (laughs) Like, yeah, like you're not going to do anything with them. So it's like it makes it easier to make. But at that point, to me, it was never the goal wasn't always just make the beats. It's like, okay, well, what am I going to do with it? Which mm. goes to kind of hand to hand with the YouTube stuff and working with different artists and having ideas of things that you want to do. And like
0: mm. people can
1: make beats on their own. And then even past that, I feel like it still takes some level of skill to be able to operate all the stuff as well too, because Like with machine, if you don't put the stuff in your scales or all, you're not matching Mm. them or making sure that it's locked in properly, you're gonna be messing up. So you gotta learn something too. But um, yeah, for me personally, I can see where the lazy argument comes in, but I feel like that's just gonna make you have to work (laughs) ten times harder because I have noticed that it seems like everybody makes beats. When I'm on Instagram, all I see is people make beats. You know. But I feel like that's also somewhat to do with the algorithm because I feel like whatever it is that you're into, you're going to see a lot more of that. You know, I'll be like, I don't even know this person. Maybe so I don't even know who this is. Why are they on my timeline? And I think it's just the the way the stuff is set up now. You see the um, stuff that you're into. So I feel like if I was into film, I'll be like, why is everybody making film? And they'll be like, oh, there these cameras now. I used to have to go pay twenty thousand for this. Yes. He only had to pay one thousand. You know, yes. it's like I feel like like that with everything it's
0: just technology mm-hmm because look I'm a camera guy like I am a camera my son over here who's my tech support he could tell you I'm a camera guy he will wa- he will come <laughs> he will come into my studio and I'm watching Peter McKinnon or, or, Maddie or oh yeah I watch <laughs> Peter McKinnon like until the wheels fall off and and yeah because when I was learning how to do this whole thing I needed to figure out how to master the look and how to yep. master like I didn't know anything about shutter speed and aperture and ISO. I didn't know none of that stuff in the very beginning. And you know, Once honestly. You it, it's, the it's, game. <laughs> like, yo, it's it was it was pretty evident in the beginning of, of my uh, We Create Music TV career. You can go back and look at my very first videos and you're like, Oh, oh, oh. But, then, <laughs> <laughs> like, but then you can see, okay, there's a progression. Oh, he's yep. learned. He's learned. And I think with anybody that comes through practice. It comes through repetition. But you got to figure out now that I've I've done this and it's accessible to everybody because you know what I'm saying you can buy cameras for three four hundred dollars now and they can shoot four K and they could do you know thirty frames a second and yep. they're out here. You, bro, you could take this and do four K and do 60, 120 frames a second on your iPhone, right? I don't, if people don't know what we're talking about, you got to go. You know, look it up, but
1: (laughs) but that but that leads to the point though. People still you still have to do your research to get the value of what you what you're trying to do. It's not like oh, I'm about to buy this camera and it's gonna be the perfect thing right out the box. Mm -hmm. It's like hours and trial and error testing and even down to your sound and everything. It's levels to it. Like yes, the entry is low, but to Mm -hmm. get past that, you still gonna have to do a lot of work. A lot of
0: work, and I think that's sometimes what people miss is i think a lot of people are in such a hurry to try to quote unquote make it it's like hey i've been producing for two three months you know why nothing happening for me like i, <laughs> I put my stuff on on beat stars why ain't nobody checking out my beats i haven't got i haven't gotten anything yet and it takes oh it takes a lot of work
1: a lot of work it, i could tell you that firsthand mm-hmm. like i was selling mm-hmm. beats online like before try me i think i went like a year and a half before i even sold one beat and then i went like another year before somebody bought something after that but it was i was Mm. able to sell stuff in person which was able to work out better but i get those messages all the time like somebody (laughs) man, i'm just ready to give up i've been making beats i started making beats in like july and now nothing's working for me so i think it's just not for me and i'm like man listen i'm 28 years old. I started making beats when I was 14. That's 14 years of just making beats. Like I, it didn't. None of the stuff comes, and it has its ups Mm -hmm. and downs too. Like I was, I'm fortunate enough. Like I say, I'm blessed to be in the position where my beat stars for whatever reason. It gets me to where I can um, just sit back and see those random things. Boom! 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 and oh Mm -hmm. beat stars market that also comes from the grind that i put in on youtube to build up my audience because one of my top selling beats of 2020 i I sold the beat so many times it's crazy Mm. it's a beat that i put on youtube in 2018 (laughs) so it's like and people are scared to even take that first step of putting that stuff out there which is a whole Mm -hmm. another conversation but
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: People just got to stick with it and find something that they enjoy doing so when nothing's going for them They still could push themselves through it.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true, man So I, I want to switch gears for a moment and I do want to talk about your YouTube channel you know, what was your motivation kind of behind creating your YouTube channel and What led to that explosive growth for you?
1: Initially for me, it was um, I had a camera <laughs> uh, well past that i used to have a graphic design business i used to do stuff like that so i made a youtube channel just to put up my graphic design work as a portfolio to send out when i was trying to get like a graphic design job somewhere right out of high school or while i was in college like let me send this let me send that then it transitioned to when i got a little camera I just drove around the city and I put my camera on like my dashboard where it was facing me. I don't know why I did that and flip it back around. I put a beat in the background and then I uploaded those videos. And then it kind of transitioned into me wanting to upload beats to try and build traction. So I did something called the 365 Project Upload a Beat every day of the year. That started gaining me traction real quick. And it mm-hmm. wasn't it was before before all the tight beat stuff and all that. Like it was mm-hmm. still tight beat before it was popular so that started getting me my first you know two thousand subscribers and stuff like that getting views and then when i started actually making videos of myself making beats it was more so i wanted to document have something documenting what i did and like the my son you know his kids you know Mm. it's gonna be there forever it was just like man i could make a video of me making beats put it up here it's gonna be here People can sit there and watch it and from there I say try me I uploaded that video on my channel and it just shot me up to I want to say like I think I went up to 10k subscribers Ooh. then the video down for some reason somebody said mm. that it was their song and you know when that happens YouTube just pulls the stuff down mm-hmm. like I was making I remember like I remember I got my first hundred dollars from YouTube and it was at the time where I was laid off and I think mm. I the thing I love to do is go to the movies. I was at the movies debating on if I wanted to spend money on popcorn and my phone just buzzed like you just got $150 from Google. And I was like, huh? And I looked at it and it said YouTube. I was like, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and get that large yeah, that
0: popcorn. popcorn? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me get that. And then from there, it just um when try me happened, it went from me getting like $150 every two months or something like that that first month of me having that up there, that thing shot up to where I got like 900 and some dollars and then it went to it went to the thousand range and that's where it got pulled down and then during that Mm -hmm. point in time, I'm like, I'm Mm -hmm. cool with that and I'm not tripping on it and then from that, it kind of stalled because I wasn't really doing anything more on YouTube at that point because I was really being told I shouldn't do YouTube, but it was something Mm -hmm. I still wanted to do and then I started just doing beat making videos with the machine and that's what helped to start stacking up, stacking up, stacking mm-hmm. up, stacking up. And then from there, once Native Instruments recognized me and started giving me everything up front and being like, hey, we're going to be putting this out. Can you do a video on it? Are you interested in doing a video on it? Like, yeah, like, I want to work with y'all. Send yeah. me whatever
0: like, it <laughs> Whatever it is. Like, nah, man. you know what? Nah, I'm good. I don't right
1: right but once that mk3 came out and i had the mk3 i want to say maybe a month before it came out and i was allowed to do videos on it mm. that's what really shot shot me mm-hmm. up more it's been consistent growth over time now at this point
0: yeah yeah that's what's up brother that's that's what's up and i don't think people really realize that you can build a successful career off of youtube like if 100%. you're consistent yeah it's like if you're consistent and you're, and you're diligent and you're uploading videos now, I think I heard, well, I didn't really hear it, but I think I saw that you started off posting a video here and there, right? Mm-hmm. And then it went to posting a video once a week. And now you, then, then, now you find yourself posting, okay, twice a week. Yeah. So how, so how, so how many videos do you post a week now?
1: Now I don't even I don't hold myself to that like I used to, like mm-hmm. prior to the pandemic, I was like trying to do something every single day, like whether it's just me sitting there making the beat, but eventually I got to a point where I'm like, you know my audience may be tired of me just sitting here like posting me making a beat like okay, machine make a beat, machine make a beat, <laughs> and it just came something where even mm-hmm. down to trying to find the time to shoot it now. It kind of slowed up and then you know life happens and things of that nature so now it's kind of if i try to get something out there maybe twice a week like you mentioned and if i don't if i don't film something i'll just be like you know what i'll hop on live for a minute just to see what happens mm-hmm. but i have actual plans like i'm i want to start doing stuff on my channel of me just talking and more than just the beat stuff like i want to talk about mm-hmm. life like guys that mm-hmm. subscribe to me come here Y'all hop in the chat. We can talk, figure out whatever you want to know about this, mm. about machine. We can do that. Something else, like I'm passionate about finances, and a, a lot of my one-on-one sessions end up becoming conversations about finances for some reason, and we'll be going on and on and on. Like one guy, he'll be like, yeah, I want to talk about machine, but um, question for you, what do you think about the stock market in this, this, and we've been going on that, and it, just, it grows, and it's like, I want to do that on my channel. I made a separate channel for that stuff but I hadn't really pushed it much. But then I was like, like I made a separate channel for my beats and then it started to grow. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I should just do it all on one platform. I just have to find a way to make it work with everybody. I don't want everybody to feel like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm here for the beats. Why is he talking about finances? I'm here for mm-hmm. the beats. Why he has, podcast? you know, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Hey, you know, you may have to find a way to kind of intertwine, you know, all those in, Into one another, but I have heard people making separate channels for some of those different things. Like, I got a channel for you know, music, I got a channel for finance, I got a channel for just everyday type of stuff. And a lot of times, those bring in different audiences. That growth of zero, though, sometimes, (laughs) yeah. But, yo, but here's, here's what I found out is that when they're on their main channel. They say hey if you're interested in you know me hear me talk about finances yeah. you know jump over to here's the link you know how they did it. they were like yeah here's a link right here you know click that and it'll take you it to my other channel go ahead and subscribe tune in right so i think for somebody kind of like yourself who already has a mass, a certain amount of followers that are interested in in that type of stuff too would would be there you know what i'm saying yeah. so I, I think maybe for somebody like me who's trying to grow their um, you know their platform and you know, a hey, matter of fact, if you watch it, make sure you subscribe, because I need them, yeah. I need them subscribers, <laughs> right? <sure> to subscribe. <laughs> I need them subscribers. But uh, no, but seriously, like if you like what we do, what we offer, definitely please subscribe. But you you have to f- kind of figure out how that plays in for, for you and your audience. Because I, I know, like when I watch certain types of videos, I'm also interested in other things too. So if, uh, like like this, there's this guy that I watch named Sean, um, Sean Cannell, right? he does videos and stuff too, but he was like, hey, I have another channel that focuses specifically on how to make money as a videographer. We don't really talk about that here, but I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to go check it out and I'm going to go subscribe to that part of his channel too. But yeah, I, I think being on YouTube is a great platform to grow anybody's anybody's business, uh, anyone's platform and what they're really trying to do. And especially for someone like you who do tutorials, who has... Uh, you know courses that you offer uh, beat making and videos of course which i've watched a gazillion i ain't gonna Appreciate lie you. i'm not gonna lie i watched a gazillion of those videos like yo how, wait but how you do this in machine like i don't know <laughs> dds like he know right. <laughs> like i already I already know he know like that's how i figured out how to actually arrange a song in machine i was so frustrated with it and i was like who has a template or some video that shows you here's how you structure a song in machine structure song and machine dds came out I was like oh yeah dds no click that's, Boom, that's the clicked. number
1: one that's the number one thing about is yes. arranging number because, one
0: that's because no no can't nobody figure it out they made it too cumbersome <laughs> <laughs> can't nobody figure it out <laughs> but man uh, man we've been talking for a while brother i greatly appreciate you being here man is, is there anything that any piece of advice that you could kind of tell up up and coming music producers that would kind of give them that good advice. That that I went back live again. Hey, I don't know if y'all can hear me, but we had a technical glitch. Uh, so, wow. But with the, I, yeah, that technical glitch was crazy. But uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, DDS already hung up, and so um, let me see if I can get him back on. If we still, if we still can. But yeah, it was a weird technical glitch that that happened, and it kind of just froze just kind of froze everything, which was so crazy. Never had that happen before. I'm gonna have to reach out to the to the company that owned the uh, software that I use and figure out what All right. Oh, all right.
1: Oh, man. I'm sorry, I got, I got it running over here.
0: <laughs> man, I don't know what happened. But it went into a technical glitch. <laughs> and it completely froze everything. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, it, I mean, it froze, it froze everything. But uh, man, if people are still watching, let's let's go ahead and wrap it up. So the question I was asking, uh, and I appreciate those people who are still in the tens and I appreciate your uh, your patience even through the technical glitch. Oh yeah, is no problem. Like, what advice would you give somebody who is trying to get into this? whole music production thing to help take them to the next level
1: i would say um believe in yourself know that you're going to have people say negative stuff to you but don't take that stuff personal that's the main thing and even if you are even if you don't deal with the negative stuff like if you have people reaching or if you're reaching out to people and you're sending them stuff and you don't hear back don't take it personal i've had my moments with that stuff mm. where it's like dang i done sent this this, and you you ain't responding and then you say send you some more stuff and this that, and that another but it's like it's all like that's earlier that's like long gone like now i'm like i don't mm. take any of that stuff personal everybody had their own stuff going on and just believe and keep pushing like really like even if you think that your beats aren't the best right now you can get them to where you want them to be you just got to keep on working and Regardless of what you do, just keep on working, honestly, because that's the way something gonna happen. Like I said, it's crazy. Like I said in an interview, I was making beats for fourteen years. Like I, I didn't even realize that till I mentioned it then. Like I knew it's been wow. over ten, but like fourteen years. That's probably going on fifteen,
0: so it's crazy. Yeah, some people. And I'm don't not even where I going
1: to be yet with all this stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> some people don't realize it's 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 a long game. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like like you got to be patient through this whole thing. Even if you do know people who have connections within the industry, it's not necessarily may not necessarily be your time at that at that moment. But people do have to realize it's a long game. I need to stay consistent, consistent with it. Man, so what's next for you?
1: What's next for me is I want to make some more. How can I put it? The placement thing. I kind of want to get some more placements, but it's really on a. It's not like i'm chasing those that way i want to have like some more placements like you know i work with Dave for a few people like that get some more stuff like that build some more courses uh more content one of my things is i want to make more meaningful content stuff that have an impact on people outside of just the you know like you taught me how to do this or do that like i like the stuff where people say man you know you really motivated me to start my own thing and now I'm successful at it. Like I had somebody reach out to me and say, Oh, I made ten thousand dollars this month off Beat Stars and it wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have told me to start put my beats out there and stuff like that. So I want to just get into that mindset of motivating other people and just helping other people grow to become what they're whatever it is that they want to be if I can assist them and just build. And you know, I have a few things like I said, I want to get my podcast back up and running and mm-hmm. stuff like that.
0: And you know, do it things of that nature. Yeah, do it, bro. That that one time when you went live, uh, it was great.
1: Yes, yeah. and I enjoyed it though. It was it was crazy. I want to find a way where I can incorporate a guest and stuff. Maybe take a phone line or something mm-hmm. like that and do yeah. it like that. But got things like that that I want to do. And then like I, I'm that's true too. Yeah. And it's like you know this year I'm getting married in two months and stuff like that. So you know. <laughs>
0: appreciate it. Yes, sir.
1: So, you know, just leveling up in life as a whole, mm-hmm. really, that's the goal for me.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. So now now I can say it's been a pleasure having you on the show, brother. I greatly appreciate, I appreciate you being you. here and you sharing your knowledge. Appreciate you, man. Of course, you know, I'll be tuning into whatever you do and supporting you in every, every way that I can for what you do. I appreciate, I appreciate what you're doing it. for the For the producer community the machine community for us who are still you know kind of struggling yeah i got got the machine guys even if i do get (laughs) able to i'm not going nowhere i'm still gonna have machine i'm still have machine like the machine the machine will never go anywhere and i'm never upgrading so
1: They might make one with a battery, you know. We we'll have to see somebody. Listen, them people in the comments yeah. will tell me stuff that I have never heard. They said the next machine is supposed to come out this year, and then they'll be like, "Watch, it's going to be the Machine Studio point three, and it's going to have a a thirty six hour battery." I'm like, "Where do you get this stuff from?" They say it's going to have a you have a machine, you're going to have a complete control all built into one device. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know nothing yeah, about I don't know that." About but that. But okay, and, and look, so. if they
0: if they do. You better be ready to shell out three grand, right? Plus. That's gonna be right. crazy, <laughs> crazy. Like, like they're gonna have they're gonna have a, a, a machine MK3 Junior, and then the machine Plus, and then the machine Grand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. But man, pleasure. I appreciate you being here, brother. And anytime oh, you need yeah. anything, man, just just let me know. So, you ladies and gentlemen, that. yes, yes, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in. Great, we appreciate you all being in. Uh, in tune with us and working with us through our little technical glitch that we had. But once again, thank you for uh, being here on We Create Reach TV. Of course, you can find all of our live interviews taking place every Monday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. And of course, we got a slew of content on our uh, on our YouTube channel. We just dropped a uh, networking in the music industry. I mean, I know we're in COVID, but the same things that I talk about in that video, you can do online. So make sure you check it out. Once again, greatly appreciate you being here, and I will see you again in another video. Peace. Thank you.